Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rempel. And I'm Carl Edwards. Join the conversation on the web at boldenterprises.com. Well, Claudia, we have had a great series here talking about when playing by the rules backfires. This is our last week on it. Yes, today we're talking about the rule keeper. Tell us a little bit more about the rule keeper. Supervisors love the rule keeper because they just are always cooperative, um, compliant. However you want it done, they want to do it. And for complex things that and complex teams, that works really well because then you can put something in place, you can get a process going, and you can trust that it's going to keep going, that something's not going to change or someone's not going to decide, oh, I don't want to do this, or we're going to do it differently all of a sudden. It takes a lot less coordination. I'll get on the same page. I'll go forward. There is a difference here between the nuances and the difference between the enforcer and the rule keeper is the enforcer really kind of takes on a cultural kind of systematic kind of looking over kind of the company's interests. The rule keeper really is focused on the job. And the rule keeper is also focused on their own job and not other people's. So they're abiding by the rules. They are committed to playing by however it's set up so that they're not making waves. So their focus is more on themselves, where the enforcer was trying to help other people get on board. So again, we affirm how this makes teams run smoothly. But what we want to look at here is when playing by the rules so strictly and narrowly backfires on you and works against you. And there's a lot of times we bring things to the workplace that are unique to who we are, sometimes in our working style, sometimes in our previous experiences. We've seen something work well that our supervisor has not yet seen. And so to withhold that and pat ourselves on the back for withholding it and to continue going along in a manner that isn't working as well in the name of cooperating or doing what you're told ends up being a disservice not only to yourself, but to the entire group. It's another form of passive participation, passive cooperation. And we get our strokes and our validation from doing what we were asked to do. But what we want is eyes to see when it's not serving the greater good, so that it's not the good that we think it is. And that's really the flaw in each of these characters. Something that they've assumed is some noble form of participating and making things work has a dark side or or something that's missing and it's working against the greater good. And so we just want eyes to see those things. We can come up with alternatives. So how does this person begin to see what in their behavior, which a lot we are recognizing is behavior that's appropriate for the workplace, but when does it become, how do you have eyes to see when your behavior is becoming detrimental to yourself? Well, there's a a couple main ways, because that's really hard. I mean, if we're convinced that something's good and helpful, even to hear that it might be backfiring on us may be hard to, to process. So what we're looking for, two things. We're looking for what's backfiring on us. So, you know, so we're not asking people to get professionalized to see what's not serving the team well, but we can feel what's not working for us. So some of these examples were that things weren't going our way. The other thing besides backfiring on us is another internal cue, and that's if you feel like you're holding back or withholding something, or you know something that they don't know, and it feels feels wrong or uncooperative or like you're causing problems to bring it up. 
that your clue is the withholding. So what we're suggesting is use that clue as an opportunity to ask yourself some more questions. If you feel like bringing something up would be calling somebody a bad supervisor that they don't know how to lead in this sort of situation, which is not what you want to communicate, the solution may not necessarily just be quiet and withhold it in order to be a good teammate maker. So then you just have to start asking yourself some questions about alternatives. Well, I think that really is a good insight. If you feel like you're holding yourself back, even in a positive way, like you aren't doing as much as you could do, you know that there are ways to do something better, but you don't want to bother the status quo. You are doing yourself a disservice and others. You're affecting others. Exactly. An example would be in customer service that you know that you could make a lot of knowledge and information for your clients available for free and available all the time by putting it on the web, which you have seen in a previous position that you've worked on. And your company is spending a lot of time and effort trying to maintain this telephone presence and the telephone availability at great cost and coordination across continents to do this 24-7 personal touch. But that's not what they do. And so you don't want to call what they're doing bad, so you withhold your good idea. And it's that assumption we want to test, that you're not necessarily saying that they are wasting money or doing it bad or behind the times or out of it regarding the internet and the web. You don't have to insinuate any of those negative interpretations on it. It just would be something positive about yourself. You've seen something that works at a much lower expense that's not that hard to make available and might add something to the personal touch that's already being given, and just maybe require fewer people on the telephone. So, you know, there's a great example of something everyone would miss out, including you, if you felt that you were being nicer by not bringing it up. Yeah, it seems like this person kind of has aspects of some of the other categories we've been talking about. They're Mm -hmm. not as absolute in there. But I think one of the things that we see in the rule keeper is that they're really responsible for holding themselves back. And they're using the abiding by the rules or the system or what their supervisor or the leaders have asked them to do. They view it as a virtue that they're staying within those boundaries. And what we're suggesting is it might be a limitation and that you're withholding something that you bring to the table, not by breaking the rules, but by finding an alternative to contribute what you have to bring. That's kind of the switch we need not being the bad employer or the rebellious employee or being a rule breaker or to call someone incompetent or calling a system something bad by suggesting an alternative. It's actually a contribution. And that's kind of the interpretation switch that this group needs. We talk a lot about teamwork and about being a part of a workplace and being motivated to be there. And I think all of these topics have the same question in common. The current way that you are doing your role or fulfilling your role in the workplace serving you. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's not like a selfish way of saying that, but it's a more, is it serving you in in a sense of, are you meeting, you know, your goals or are you progressing? Mm Because it's not about staying in the status quo. Not about staying in the status quo. And you're seeing yourself as a responsible participant instead of always putting the onus on the organization. I was just talking to someone the other day who was working for a popular internet company on my side of town, and he was saying, you know, they don't get it, they're out of it, they're going to lose, this is wrong, this is wrong, and this is wrong, I got to get out of there. And you know, I was thinking, wait a minute, you see all these things that they don't see, 
And instead of contributing that, you're going to use the, you're going to interpret this as something that they're blind and you have to go find people who see what you see. That could be interpreted the other way around. Oh, it's perfect timing that I'm here to bring things I've experienced in other companies I've been to these blind spots that they're currently not addressing. And that was, that was an example of how a lot of it is a matter of how we're, as you say, seeing ourselves as responsible or just what we don't want is just always you know, blaming others. Well, this certainly has given us insights into what we, you know, I guess in a way we're always taught to kind of stay within the rules, play by the rules, you know, don't speak up in class, color within the lines. And what we're saying here is when it becomes something that is not serving you, then it may be a way, or what we call backfiring, that you need to wait, think your way around it. And so, yeah, so in all these areas, if we use as clues what's not working for us and what's not actually solving a problem or taking things towards something healthy and constructive as our clues that we probably need more alternatives than we are currently using. Well, we hope we've been able to provide some insight into maybe the type of worker that you are. And you may not be this person all the time. You may be a series of times in your work. And depending on your work environment, you could be a literalist one week and an enforcer another. So we hope that it's given you some insight into kind of asking questions. And that's really what we want people to do. That's what we want. Come on over to the to the website and interact with us on the blog. And let's talk about these things because you know what you know. You know your situation. It's those specifics that really make a conversation like this rich. Well, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.